there in podcast land and welcome to caregiving is a ministry where we look at the word of god through the lens of caregiving happy saturday i hope you are doing well i am doing well anxious to get into this psalm with you psalm 45 reading from the new international version it's a little lengthy at 17 verses but i'll read it in its entirety my heart is stirred by a noble theme as i recite my verse to the king My tongue is the pen of a skillful writer. You are the most excellent of men, and your lips have been anointed with grace since God has blessed you forever. Gird your sword on your side, you mighty one. Clothe yourself with splendor and majesty. In your majesty, ride ride forth victoriously in the cause of truth, humility, and justice. Let your right hand achieve awesome deeds. Let your sharp arrows pierce the hearts of the king's enemies. Let the nations fall beneath your feet. Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. Your love, righteousness, and hate, you love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. All your robes are fragrant with myrrh and aloes and cassia, and from places adorned with ivory. The music of the strings makes you glad. Daughters of kings are among your honored women. At your right hand is the royal bride of the gold Ophor. Listen, daughter, and pay careful attention. Forget your people and your father's house. Let the king be enthralled by your beauty. Honor him, for he is your lord. The city of Tyre will come with a gift or Tyree, I guess. People of wealth will seek your favor. All glorious is the prince, princess within her chamber. Her gown is interwoven with gold. In embroidered garments, she is led to the king. Her virgin companions follow her, those brought to be with her. Led with joy and gladness, they enter the palace of the king. Your sons will take the place of your fathers and you will make them princes, princesses. <laughs> Prince, throughout the land, it will perpetuate your memory through all generations. Therefore, the nations will praise you forever and ever. Can you guess who wrote this psalm and what category it falls under? I bet you can't. It is written by the sons of Korah. So it's a new authorship that we have here. And it is considered a royal psalm. Remember that psalms within this category of royal are those that are really identifying the king as the subject. They speak to his wisdom or how he is to worship God or merely merely giving praise to the king. And that's exactly what this psalm is doing. Interestingly, this psalm is a wedding psalm, at least That's what it says in my Bible, set to music. And it says that the music that it's to be sung to is titled Lilies. Of course, you know, I don't know how that tune goes, but since it's a wedding um, song or or a psalm, I imagine it to be quite beautiful. But although this psalm represents a wedding, I think there's a lot that we can infer from it, from it being, you know, for a wedding. The first is, the analogy between the wedding of Christ and the church. 
Our king is Jesus and we as his body of believers are the bride. Notice how verse 10 states that the daughters are to leave their father's house. What do we leave when we accept Jesus as our groom? We leave our old selves, the old way of doing things, and we put on the beautiful embroidered garment of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Another way to interpret the psalm is still a marriage song, but between the individual, between you and your Savior. Once again, Jesus is your groom and you are now his bride. Having accepted him as groom, you shed your old self, right? And you put on the garments of the fruit of the Spirit. So both collectively and individual, us being the bride of Christ. Verse 14 speaks to the companions that accompany the bride. And for the individual perspective, perspective, it could be the companions that you know. You know, the people within your, your inner circle. Those who lift you up and encourage you to live a life worthy of your groom. I'm not talking about the haters, but the godly men and women who instruct you how to live a life in the fruit of the Spirit. For those of you who are married... You know when you marry a person, you marry their family too, don't you? And sometimes they're really close friends. So isn't it reasonable that you want to have a group of like-minded men and women around you that will encourage you and help, you know, you uplift the marriage and keep you centered when the marriage gets rough? I know all of you married people out there can attest that marriages get rough. They have their ups and downs, just like life does. And so when I mean the marriage gets rough, I'm talking about the trials and the tribulations that you will encounter in life. The times when the enemy will tell you that the relationship that you're in with God is one-sided and that you are the one doing the heavy lifting, right? Isn't that what the enemy does? Those are the times where you need some good godly friends to tell you that it isn't you who's doing the heavy lifting, but it's actually God and it's always God who does the heavy lifting lifting. Going deeper and applying this marriage to your season of caregiving is a way in which God demonstrates his beauty and the beauty of you while you are caring for your loved one. At least that's what he did for me. As I surrendered to him, he brought out his beauty that was inside me and he brought it out for all to see. And and I witnessed them seeing him in me, which is odd but I did because I could see that they saw a mother and daughter right who loved each other I also could see that they saw a woman me surrendering to her Lord taking care of her mom and the beauty of how he worked everything out for both she and I people saw that so today I encourage you to continue to place your trust in God stay faithful to the marriage that you have with him don't just date him (laughs) marry the Lord through the great times and through the not so great times he is faithful we know that and the beauty that he placed within you will shine as long as you continue to walk in him let's pray we thank you father for being a great God and we thank you father for your proposal that we come into communion with you that we come into this covenant of a marriage between you and us your children and individually we thank you for seeing all of our potential ignoring the flaws the jagged edges that we have on our hearts or around our hearts 
seen what you ultimately created us to be and to do. We thank you, Father, for your love and for your goodness and help us to totally surrender to you. Help us not to date you, but to be in a full-fledged marriage, working on the marriage by spending time with you in your word and in prayer and supplications. Father, we know that since you are with us, that this season of caregiving isn't anything that has taken you by surprise, but that you are right here with us. And so help us to bring you honor and glory and praise, recognizing just how good you are in this season of caregiving. Help us to always trust you and help us to always be willing to work on our marriage with you every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, my podcast family, I guess if I had to leave one little note for you, it would be like, it would be, don't date Jesus, enter into the marriage with him. Now go and minister the act of caregiving. In the name of Jesus, bye.